Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. VSIN, the sports betting network. Tiger Tiger Woods, y'all. The Masters gets underway here on Thursday. It's an exciting time at Augusta. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. And a lot of people are rushing to bet Tiger Woods. You got to believe that it's the biggest liability, maybe. For some of these sports books, I mean, I could just be making that up, but um, Caesar's sports book said they have over a thousand tickets more on Tiger than any other golfer to win out. Right? Uh, you know, it's. Uh, uh, I know that here at Circa, the odds have actually improved, or you know, have not improved. They've actually done greater. I think it's at sixty-five to one now. You still want to bet Tiger to win? I don't think that it's a smart bet. Um, <laughs> oh, Ben Jeff Benson tweeted out, uh, Circa would lose a nice, nice house if Woods wins this week. Yeah. I don't think that's the bet. Now, there's a lot of conflicting sentiments out there. And we'll talk to our very own Wes Reynolds coming up a little later on in the program, get his thoughts on Tiger and, and who he likes in this field. But some people are saying Tiger wouldn't play unless he felt he could win. I mean, can't you say that about anybody? Right? I mean, maybe some guys are just happy to be there. Or other guys are just want to collect one of those big fat checks like in Happy Gilmore. I don't think just because Tiger's playing means that he's capable of winning. I do think that there's going to be a significant fatigue factor, a soreness factor that's going to come into play here with Tiger as he progresses through the rounds. I don't think it'll affect him for the first two rounds. And especially when you consider he's got the early tee time on Thursday, which means he's got the late tee time on Friday. So he's got extra time to rest. They did him a favor when it comes to the schedule here. But should he make the cut? And I do believe that he will. Should he make the cut? Come Saturday and Sunday? That's where I think his soreness might come into play. His back might be bothering him. The legs might be bothering him. All the walking on the hills is going to add up. You know, I, I, listen, 
I, I don't usually walk golf courses. When I go play golf, I like to have a couple cold ones, enjoy a cigar, definitely eat the hot dog at the turn. It's my favorite part of playing golf. And I enjoy a cart. But when I do walk, it stinks. It's hot. You're sweating. You're tired. You get a ton of steps in. It's an incredible workout. If people think golf is not a workout. Yeah, you walk a lot when you walk a long golf course. But, like, these guys, there's a reason why Tiger was ahead of the pack when it comes to actually getting in shape and working out. And other golfers started to follow suit is because they realized that proper conditioning was how you were able to maintain your swing throughout four rounds because of all the walking that you're doing, because fatigue ultimately sets in. And for someone that hasn't played in as long as Tiger hasn't played in, coming off the injuries that he's coming off of, I do think that it'll catch up to him walking for two rounds, maybe walking for three rounds. I'd be curious to see what his scores look like. Again, should he make the cut, which I do believe he will, I would think his scores might, you know, be higher on Saturday and Sunday in rounds three and four. So I don't necessarily like Tiger to win. If I want any piece of Tiger, first off, it's Tiger to make the cut. You can still get it at plus money. That's the move to make. The other bet I would make is taking a look at Tiger to maybe a top 10, top 20. You can root for him. You can have a boatload of fun if he's in contention. And you give yourself a nice little cushion if he doesn't win this thing. Currently up on DraftKings, he's 40 to 1 to win. But you get five to one if he finishes in the top 10. Now, you probably find some numbers elsewhere. Go shop around, look at all your books. Like I mentioned here at Circa, he's 65 to one to win. Take a look at the top 10 lines. Because I think that that could be a fun way to get a piece of Tiger Woods. You might get 10 to one. And if he plays well, man, why not? Root for him. Finishes a, a good score. It'll be a it'll be a very very big achievement for him if he in fact does make a top ten. I don't think he needs to win for us to celebrate Tiger. As long as he's wearing the red on Sunday and he's in the final two groups, so he's within striking distance. I think that'll be something that we'll all want to watch on Sunday afternoon. As for the guys at the top of the board, um, you, it's it's hard to argue against Scotty Scheffler, the way he's been playing. It's the new world's number one. He has looked incredible winning tournament after tournament here in the early part of the season. Looks great, right? But I don't know if I can back him I don't know about the, you know, the the numbers um, law going in, things like that. For me, it's just, I, I, I don't know. I tend to want to fade those guys that are coming in with all the hype and everything. I like Justin Thomas 
I have I bet three guys already. Justin Thomas, uh, Will Zalatoris, who thought he was going to become the first debutante to pull it off last year. It was great. He had a great run. Ultimately came up just a bit short. We've been waiting for him to get his first win on the tour. Thought it was going to happen earlier this year. Dude just couldn't make his putts. And oh my goodness. I mean, we had such nice tickets on him. 66 to 1. Holding that ticket in my hand. Watching that final round. Knowing that all he had to do was make one putt on 17 or 18 or in the playoff hole. And he missed and he missed and he missed. And I took that ticket and I went and ripped it up. Maybe Zalatoris comes out and reminds himself of the success he had last year and attacks this course with the confidence, knowing that he could be in that final group come Sunday. Willie Z, get him at 40 to 1, 45 to 1. Maybe he's a good top 10 bet as well. And then I looked for a long shot, someone down the list, and I just figured, let me pick a guy who, you know, I've liked so far on uh, on the tour, and I just went with Shane Lowry. I just figured, hey, you know what? Why not? I'm trying to pick a guy in like the 50, 60 to 1, things like that. Um, hasn't won yet this season. Finished second at the Honda Classic. That was one of the, the, the um, events that obviously I paid uh, close attention to as we were, you know, really playing a lot of outrights there. Um, and Shane Lowry came up short against uh, Sepp Straka. But I don't know. Just like, like, like what I've seen from Lowry. Figured why the heck not. Didn't do a big bet on him. But a little small little sprinkle. And I figured by the time I get off the air in this show, I'll probably have more guys in my portfolio <laughs> just, just as we get ready for the opening round here of the Masters. But like I said, we will talk to our very own Wes Reynolds coming up a little later on in the program. The entire Long Shots crew has been breaking this stuff down. Uh, the Masters betting guide is available right now up on vcin.com, so you make sure you want to make sure that you go, go get yourself a copy of that and find out all the information you need to make your best bets for the Masters. Just go to vcin.com and uh, take advantage of the offers that we have up there and uh, download the Masters betting guide. I'm so excited for opening day. I, I really can't contain myself. I am very upset that a couple of games... Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. 
Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very slow. all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. (laughs) Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Have already been rained out or postponed due to the threat of inclement weather. Yankees Red Sox will not be played here on Thursday. Mariners and Twins will not be played here on Thursday. Both of those games will take place on Friday. So Friday is going to actually be a a big schedule because you'll have a lot of teams that are playing their first games. You'll have some teams that are playing uh, the second games, Mets and Nationals, um, Reds, Braves, Angels, Astros, Padres, Diamondbacks playing their second game. And then the two games that were rescheduled or pushed back from Thursday, Yankees, Red Sox, and uh, the Twins and the Mariners. Something to look forward to on Friday. This weekend is just going to be an incredible, absolutely incredible weekend here in sports. Uh, we will get into more of the opening day schedule coming up. Uh, Cody Decker, uh, former big leaguer, will join me coming up about, you know, uh, you know, actually he'll join me next. Cody Decker will join me. And we're going to talk, uh, yeah, I guess it's about five, six minutes or so from now. Uh, We'll get his plays for opening day, his thoughts on just how these players uh, handle the early part of the season, you know, uh, the the preparation that it takes in spring training and how do you parlay, whether it's spring training success into the start of the regular season or how do you get yourself even more ready if you had a, if you struggled a bit during spring. So we'll get Cody's thoughts on all of that coming up next. I'm Scott Sadenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's On Air. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Draft like no other, wine like no other. Play free during the PGA Tour with the Mayomi Dare to Play Unrivaled Golf Series. Enter five free contests to take your shot at a share of $25,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Mayomi now to join the action. Mayomi, flavor forward. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Please drink responsibly. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. It's the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Joining us now, former major leaguer and the host of the BetMGM MLB podcast, Bet for the Cycle, as well on BetQL. He is Cody Decker. Cody, appreciate you hanging with us here as we gear up for opening day. Happy New Year, my friend. Happy New Year. Tomorrow is a brand new day, brand new world. Major League Baseball is back, and my God, I'm so excited. I can't wait, dude. I've been waiting for this for so long. I'm so happy that it's finally here. I want to ask you as a former player, when these guys come from spring training and you're down in Florida or you're in Arizona and now you're going to your home ballpark or you're going to an away ballpark, what's the adjustment here? Maybe you're going from... 90-degree weather to 37-degree weather, like if you're in Minnesota or something. What's the adjustment going from the spring training sites back to your home ballpark? It really just depends on where you're going. You know, if you're heading to Boston, you're going to a very different place than you are right here in my backyard in Los Angeles. Hmm. Quite frankly, like, I'll give you an example. Like, I played 
I think the worst weather I ever had to go play out of spring training, I had to go to Binghamton, New York for the Mets organization. And that was like playing on Hoth in the Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> it was a nightmare. Hated every single second. Really, truly, truly hated it. Mm. But then on the flip side, you know, I got the opportunity to go play in Vegas where the weather was wonderful. Sure. Or I got a chance to uh, go and meet the team over in Kansas City. Horrible, horrible place to go to right out of spring training where, you know, a lot of the guys in the Diamondbacks just get to stay right where they're at. It's yeah. awesome. It just depends on where you're at, man. And at the end of the day, it's opening day. No matter where you are, if you're in Boston, who cares? You're a Red Sox. It's going to be pretty sweet. If you're in Pittsburgh, okay, that sucks. You're a pirate. Yeah. Like, look, my favorite play got postponed, and it was going to be the under in the Mariners twins because these dudes were coming, like I said, from Arizona and Florida, and they have to play in 36-degree weather with 17-mile-per-hour winds and rain and snow in the forecast. So, yeah, obviously this game was going to be postponed. But there is weather concerns across Major League Baseball here tomorrow. The Cubs and the Brewers will play with what is supposed to be 17, 18, 19 mile per hour winds at Wrigley Field. We've seen this total, Cody, shoot up to 11 because a lot of people are anticipating the wind blowing out. But you still have ground ball pitchers and Corbin Burns and Kyle Hendricks. Am I crazy for loving the under here? I love the under. Also, we need to make sure we know what direction it's going 100%. On top of that, yeah, swing and miss guy in Corbin Burns, ground ball guy in Kyle Hendricks. Got to keep in mind, Kyle Hendricks is not a slouch in Major League Baseball. This is going to be a well-pitched ball game. I love the under in this game tomorrow. Also, by the way, I am not very sold on the Milwaukee Brewers offense to begin with, mm. let alone with some bad weather. You think that there's another team that could win that uh, division besides Milwaukee? Absolutely not. Did not say okay, that. That, okay, that division okay. is right. an absolute dumpster <laughs> fire, and Milwaukee is far and away the best team. However, I do think they might be some pretenders when it comes to the actual grand scheme of the National League. I think this team's going to end up being a victim of their own dominance in an absolutely anemic league. Quite frankly, I think the National League Central might be the worst division mm. in the last 20 years, and that's going to be a problem for the Brewers. Now, good thing they got that three-headed monster of a pitching staff with Burns, Woodruff, and Peralta, but at the end of the day, when they get to October, they got to play against the Dodgers, the Braves, possibly the Mets, not to mention the Phillies got one of the best offenses in Major League Baseball. I don't really have them in the upper echelon when it comes to the National League, just the National League Central, and that's, you know, that's nothing. Yeah, look, the Pirates are going to be bottom feeders, and also the, everyone's talking about the Oakland A's, soon to be the Las Vegas A's, selling off all their players. The Reds did the same thing, kind of. The Reds dumped a lot of talented players, and people are not happy with what's going on there in Cincinnati. So you got two really non-competitive teams in that division. Uh, sticking in that division, though, let's talk about another game that's going to be heavy wins, and that's the Cardinals and the Pirates in St. Louis. Again, 19-mile-an-hour wins. Looks like it's going to be blowing out to right center field. Adam Wainwright versus JT Brubaker. The total is low, though. It's a total of eight I think it has to do more of these uh, offenses and maybe the lack thereof in this game. Well, the truth is the, the St. Louis offense, they do have a pretty good offense that you can definitely write home about. In the year it's 2000. Still- I don't know. Nolan Arenado is still Nolan yeah, Arenado yes, at the yes, end of the day, yes, yes. as is Paul Goldschmidt. Yes, I will definitely say that the retirement tour is going to be long <laughs> and very ghastly all season long, and it's going to be borderline annoying. And yes, this team's most likely not going to be competing for the top slot in that division. 
But yeah, this team can hit. But the question is, the, you said that right there, the line is set as eight, at eight. Do you think the Cardinals are going to score eight runs? Because we know the Pirates, mm. they ain't scoring any. Unless Cabrian Hayes can hit two grand slams. But then that also means that three guys have to get on base before him. So <laughs> I don't think Not that's happening. going to happen. Uh, the Royals take on the Guardians. Uh, clever rebrand there for Cleveland. Not. Uh, there's my Wayne's World reference for the day. Nailed. Zach Greinke against Shane Bieber. Greinke going back to KC, which is probably like the end of the road for him. You got to think this is like his last year or so in Major League Baseball. Cleveland is actually a short minus 130 favorite here on the road. Any leans for this game? Um, right now, I'm looking right at Cleveland. Shane Bieber, one of the best pitchers in the American League. Zach Greinke, not exactly the Zach Greinke at all of old. In fact, I think the last time he started a game for uh, opening day for the Kansas City Royals, I think I was in low A at the time, <laughs> and that was a long time ago. So I'm not really expecting much out of the out of the uh, Kansas City Royals right out the gate. However, I do think this is a much improved team. I do like that line, minus 125. However, I actually like the Guardians on the run line rather mm. than the money line. I think there's a little bit better value for them over there. Yeah, and it's smart because, as I advise people, if you're going to bet a run line with a favorite, make sure it's the road team. Because you're not guaranteed the ninth inning with a home favorite, right? If you're betting mm-hmm. a team to win by more than one run, you got a one-run game going into the eighth inning. Or you could have a two-run game. It turns into a one-run game in the top of the ninth. They get the win, but because they're not batting in the bottom of the ninth, you don't get a chance to get the cover. But if you're betting on the road team like the Cleveland Guardians, you are guaranteed that ninth inning at bat. So I kind of like the way you're thinking there. Talk to me about the Mets It's such a disappointment every single year. You know tomorrow that Family Guy video is going to circulate throughout the internet, right? Opening day, and the season's over. Tyler McGill gets the start here on opening day against Patrick Corbin. The Mets are a minus-135 favorite over the Nationals. I think that's exactly where it should be. I actually like the money line at minus-130 right now. I'm not really going to put too much on the run line as we currently speak, because like you said, Tyler McGill, we don't know exactly what we're going to get out of him. And when I say that, I think we know we're going to get out of him during the season, because this is not a slouch pitcher. I know we're all kind of making jokes about it, because Mets going to Mets. You go out and you still have DeGrom, and he's hurt, and you go out and get Scherzer and all the excitement in the world for this to take place, and then you start opening day with Tyler McGill. I get it, (laughs) but this guy at the end of the day last season did a pretty good job coming in for this team and if Buck Showalter gave him the nod they must be something they're seeing however they are also playing against the Washington Nationals arguably one of the worst teams in the National League this season definitely the worst team within their own division right now I like that money line I expect this game to be fairly low scoring on both sides though and I think it's going to be a fairly close game what do you think of this lineup you know obviously uh, Pete Alonso is going to do what Pete Alonso is going to do I think, you know, Starling Marte is a huge addition. Marcana was a big addition as well. And having the ability to have the DH for Robinson Cano allows him to get every day at bats without playing the field, which we know he's limited with his age and the injuries now that have added up. This could be a good lineup. It could be a very good lineup. There's a couple other names you didn't even mention, such as Dom Smith, another yep. guy you can definitely throw into the mix using that DH mm-hmm. left field first base type scenario. Not to mention another great pickup they had, Escobar this offseason yeah. with not a small move. This is a team that is loaded top to bottom. One of the better offenses in the National League, only to be rivaled by, say, the Philadelphia Phillies right across town, and of course, the Los Angeles Dodgers, who are currently running out the greatest offense in the history of Major League Baseball. 
what what are your thoughts on Buck Showalter? I love it. I love it. I think he's a stalwart. I, hey, listen, when you got a guy that's been around that long, there's a reason they've been around that long. Buck Showalter, Dusty Baker, Bob Melvin. There's a reason why these guys keep getting hired for these jobs. They are that good at it. And quite frankly, they just make up for wins that the team should have had last year. I currently think Buck Showalter is a two-plus war manager. I, I like it. Listen, I thought it was the the no-brainer hire for the yes. Mets uh, to, to hire a guy like Buck Showalter, um, you know, and just doing New York radio last year. It was like there were people throwing out names of the I'm like, no, Buck Showalter's the guy. He's the guy. You need a, a hard-nosed, old-school baseball guy to be in the dugout, not one of these 30-something-year-old yes-men. Oh, by the way, I'm available to hire major league teams. Cody, hang with me for, a, for another segment. We'll get to the rest of opening day, and we'll get your thoughts as well on how these teams are going to handle the early part of the Major League Baseball season. He is Cody Decker. Check out the uh, Bet for the Cycle podcast, uh, BetQL, and, of course, the BetMGM MLB podcast. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Heat up your lineup with the Foot, Foot Joy Tee Off Challenge. Join two free fantasy golf contests to compete for your share of $10,000 in total cash prizes while the world's best golfers tee off. Head to DraftKings.com slash FootJoy now to join the action. FootJoy, the number one shoe and glove in golf. Terms and conditions and other eligible restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Scott Seidenberg back here on the look ahead, rejoined by former major leaguer Cody Decker. Bet for the cycle on BetQL and the BetMGM MLB podcast. I bet you, Cody, you're a good golfer. Most former baseball players are ridiculous golfers because they're very long off the tape. Okay, let's listen. I've always had one hell of a slice, one hell of a hook, but I've been playing a lot of golf since retirement. And I got to say, I have really turned a corner in my game, ladies and gentlemen. I am playing the hell out of it at the moment. However, I broke my driver today, today. Oof. Life is hell. Nothing's happy. I don't get to enjoy things. Why, 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 why do I do this? I don't know. This is awful. Life the, the, well, life. Let, me, let me give you some advice. The best thing that ever happened to my golf game was when I left the driver in the car and it has never made its way back into my bag. No, no, no. Don't no, use no, the driver. No, 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 no. What are you thinking out? You're saying things out of your mouth right now. You got to look into that. You can't say that. No, no, no. You go big or you go home. You don't <laughs> use the driver. Why are we playing golf? That's a, that's a fair point, except I got tired of, you know, searching for the ball after every shot and uh, having to drop and shoot three every <laughs> time I was uh, driving my cart down the uh, side of the fairway. So. You know what changed my Major League Baseball game? When I stopped taking a bat to home plate. <laughs> Killing me, go. man. No, no shot. Uh, let's go through the rest of this opening day schedule here. We talked about the Mets and the Nationals. Let's get into the defending champion Atlanta Braves, who will take on the Reds here on opening day. Atlanta, heavy favorite, minus 210. Your boy Max Freed on the hill. I know you think he's going to have a good year. The Braves, obviously a team in transition. They did get rid of Freddie Freeman, who was their rock, but you replace Freddie Freeman with Matt Olson. So I can maybe make the argument that it's an upgrade. They still have Duval. They still got Swanson, Austin Riley, Ozzie Albies. 
What's not to love about this team? Nothing. Not a thing. This team is arguably one of the best teams in the National League. In fact, I'm making the claim that they're a better team right now than the team that won the World Series last year. Acuna Jr. coming back healthy. Yeah, you mentioned bringing in Matt Olson. Listen, is he Freddie Freeman? No, but he's not far off. Not to mention he's four years younger, mm. and he was going to cost the team a lot less money. This was a great move for them, and it worked out perfectly well for Freddie Freeman over there in Los Angeles. Worked out great for the Dodgers as well. I think this is a great team. There's obviously no value at all in the money line going with the Braves in this game who are clearly going to win this game by probably four that's why obviously go ahead I don't care where they're playing they're playing in Atlanta only eight at bats for the Braves great take them on the run line this team's going to score eight tomorrow even money on the run line uh you get the Braves minus a run and a half oh and uh they do have a new closer there in Atlanta a guy by the name of Kenley Jansen who uh ever heard of him yeah, I heard he's good. I heard you know what's him. funny about Kenley Jansen? I am over the century on that guy. For whatever reason, of all the pitchers that owned me, that guy owned me. I think I'm over five with five Ks, all foul tips into the catcher's mitt. Knew every pitch that was coming. He only threw a cutter that really rose up. It was 98. Knew it was coming. Didn't matter. Kate every time. <laughs> Kenley Jansen, the starting catcher on the Netherlands in uh, wow. the first World Baseball Classic. As P- uh, yeah. How amazing was that? Like, yeah. oh, he he was able to throw out guys from second base from his <laughs> knees, man. He had a cannon. Yeah, people were like, the closer? Yeah, he was the first baseball classic. He was the starting catcher for that team. Team that featured, like, uh, Andrew Jones, Didi Gregorius. They're a good team. Um, let's go through the rest of this schedule here on opening day. We got the defending champions out of the way. We like them on the run line at even money against the Reds. Angels Astros. Shohei Otani. Framber Valdez, there's a lot of reason to love the Angels this year. You got Trout back. You got Rendon healthy. Of course, Otani, the Otani rule, which allows him now to get four or maybe five at-bats in a game when he's pitching because he'll just be the DH. I got to wait to see the lineup to see if Trout is, in fact, in the lineup here on opening day. But part of me wants to take the Astros, Cody, as a slight underdog. Yeah. Um, not to mention Valdez is a true number one. He's having a great spring already. This guy is a monster. I like this team. However, I do not think they're going to be the winners of the AL West. However, I do like them in this game and I'd like them with plus money on the money line. Go for it, man. You're not going to get the Astros that often, especially in the last five years with plus money. Who are you betting in the AL West? Right now, the Seattle Mariners, baby. It's actually going to happen. They got Jesse Winker, Adam Frazier. They went and got Cy Young Award winner uh, Robbie Robbie Ray. Ray. This team is ready to go, and they only missed the playoffs by two games last season. And not to mention, the A's were a more stock team. They are obviously going the opposite direction. I'm really glad that the Rangers spent some money, but they're nowhere near ready yet. Not to mention the Angels. They're going to be a decent team this year, but I truly love the Mariners right now. Now on the money line. I'm sorry, not the money line. I love the Mariners right now with plus money at plus 450 right now. I think that's going to shift along the as the season goes along, but I think the odds are only going to get better for them because I really, really like this team. Listen, Jared Kelnick, great young player. Uh, Julio Rodriguez is everyone loves this kid to win rookie of the year. He's one of the top prospects in all of Major League Baseball. I mean, you could argue top three prospect in all of Major League Baseball. It's like him. It's Adley Rutschman of the, of the Orioles and then 
I don't, maybe Bryson Stott of the Phillies. I mean, the, these kids are Bobby, him, Bobby Witt Jr. Bobby I guess Witt, exactly. Yeah, Bobby Witt's yeah. probably top three prospect in all of baseball. And now all these guys are starting on their major league teams. So there is a lot. Eugenio Suarez, too. A lot to like on this uh, Mariners team. Uh, might have to look into that. Might have to buy into that with you. Uh, Padres Diamondbacks, final game of the day. You Darvish, Madison Bumgarner. Padres are favored, minus 155. No Fernando Tatis, no problem for the Padres. It's a problem, but it's not the biggest problem in the world, especially in the opening series against the Diamondbacks. This team is obviously not going to be competing for much this season. I thought it was a nice idea to extend Kettle Marte, but this team is not looking to compete this season at all. Where the San Diego Padres, however, even without Fernando Tatis Jr. to start the year, do have the best starting rotation in the National League West. I think they're going to give the Dodgers a legitimate run for their money. However, minus 160 on the money line, not a lot of value there. And honestly, even with even money at, I just still don't even think the run line has enough for me to take any sprinkle on it. So this is me. I'll stay away game. You know, what's so interesting about the Padres is everyone talks about the Tatis injury and missing him for the first couple of months of the season. It's like they forget that the guy standing next to him in the infield is one of the best players in major league baseball and Manny Machado. Like, huh? He could carry the team by himself. Not to mention Jake Cronenworth, all-star last year with a monster year. Not to mention they've made a nice trade for Luke Voigt. They still got some serious guys on that team that can carry a lot of weight, knock guys in. Yeah, they're a little bit hampered by the Hosmer contract, but if Will Myers can put together a little bit of a season be a semblance of what he once was, it might all work out just fine for this team. However, you still got the Dodgers and the Giants in your same division, so it's going to be a very interesting season. Man, I can't wait for tomorrow. Who truly has the advantage early on in this, in this season? Is it the pitchers that have the advantage over the hitters? or the hitters here uh, early, let's say, first month of the season in April? Normally, I would say the pitchers, but this was an odd spring training. So if you ever look at the numbers in spring training, the numbers are through the roof usually early on because every pitcher is usually sitting around fastball change up early on in spring training. Then they start mixing in some stuff, curveballs, sliders, everything you could possibly have under the sun, and everybody forgets how to hit for about three to four weeks. <laughs> and that leaks into April every single time. I used to always joke with guys like, hey, uh, do you care about batting averages? They're like, no. I said, Greg, don't look at mine until May 5th. <laughs> well, we had, look at all the no-hitters we had last year just in April and May. It seemed like every other day or every other week we had a no-hitter last year in the first month and a half of the season. So, and there's also something we're not addressing here. The fact of the matter is right now, pitchers right now are better than they ever have been mm-hmm. by far in a way that we can't even say. You remember that movie, The Rookie, starring uh, Dennis, Dennis Quaid? Quaid? Yep. There's a famous line in that movie, and I, by the way, it's a terrible movie, but uh, there's a famous line in that movie where he says, you know how hard they clocked me today, sweetie? It's like, what, 97 miles per hour. You know how many guys in Major League Baseball can throw the ball 97 miles per hour? And she says, how many? He's like, oh, you can count them on one hand. Yeah, uh, not anymore. That was, that was 20 years ago, and now you can count on one hand how many guys can't throw 97 plus. If you can't throw 97 plus, you're not in Major League Baseball. The game has absolutely changed. Hitting is harder than it's ever been. And that's why I hate old school guys talking about, well, look at all these uppercut swings. It's not uppercut swings. Guys, you're throwing 99 up in the zone. How do you expect us to get to it? It's barrel. It's barrel. Snap the wrist, barrel to the ball. Come on. It's easy. Uh, it's, no, if only it were that simple and that made any sense. Cody, I appreciate the time, brother. Happy New Year. Enjoy the day on Thursday. Thanks so much for staying up late with us, man. Always appreciate talking baseball with you. Hey, 
You're welcome. <laughs> He's Cody Decker, former major leaguer. Catch the uh, Bet for the Cycle podcast, uh, BetQL, BetMGM, MLB podcast as well. Follow him on Twitter at Decker6. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We'll go over some of the top picks or top leans, I should say, for opening day in Major League Baseball. I think I'm settled in on one or two that we might make the play of the day. This is The Look Ahead here on VEASAN. This is The Look Ahead on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Opening day and opening round of the Masters, both here on Thursday. This week is jam-packed with betting intel from all of our experts. We have a breakdown of every golfer in the field, plus futures bets and matchups from the long shots, Brady Cannon, Wes Reynolds, and Matt Humans. Sign up today, get full access to VSIN through the start of baseball season, the Masters, and the NFL Draft for only $19 at vcin.com slash spring. Wes Reynolds will join me coming up about a half an hour or so from now. And he will give us his selections for the Masters. And we'll talk Tiger Woods as well, because how can we not talk Tiger Woods? Uh, Let's look at the board here on uh, Thursday, opening day, Major League Baseball. And where we are leaning for our first official play of the day. Because I don't know the lineups On this show, I'm not going to officially give out the play of the day. I will talk about where I'm leaning for the play of the day. But I will tweet out on my account at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. What the ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very slow. all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. (laughs) Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Play is for the day after I find out the lineups. Uh, But I do have several leans. You know, that's what I will be talking about here on the show. And then, obviously, once I know the lineups, uh, which you kind of know already for opening day, just projecting. But, again, you don't know until it's official. So, here's where I'm leaning first off. The first game, bright and early, right, 11.20 a.m. Pacific time, is going to be the Cubs and the Brewers from Chicago. This total, I think, has gotten too high. You have two ground ball pitchers in Corbin Burns and in Kyle Hendricks. I believe that the first five inning under is going to be the play. 
If this line's at 11, first five will be five and a half. Going through the, the lineup just two times, hopefully, in the early part here of the season, it's going to be a little bit chilly. Not that cold, but like 40s. Might be a little rain earlier in the day, which will uh, certainly, um, you know, add to a little humidity and whatnot in the air. I just think that we have two ground ball pitchers. Yes, the wind's blowing out, and everyone's going to, you know, overemphasize that. But with two, like I say, ground ball pitchers in Corbin Burns and Kyle Hendricks. Corbin Burns last year had an over 51% ground ball rate. That's why he was so good. He's a high strikeout guy as well. I lean first five because I don't want to get into the bullpens and perhaps have the bullpens give up runs. I also don't want to, I also, I know that both these starting pitchers aren't going to go deep. So I'm just really handicapping Kyle Hendricks and Corbin Burns here. I'm taking the bullpens out of the equation. I think both of them keep this thing low scoring, keep this thing relatively close, and at worst, it'll be a 3-2 game going to the sixth inning. But I honestly don't think it'll be that high scoring. Maybe a 3 nothing game, maybe a 2-1 type game. I think this will be an easy first five under five and a half. That is my lean for this game. And I would lean to the Brewers to win the game. But I don't want to lay minus 185. And I don't know if I'm comfortable betting on that lineup to cover the run line. I don't hate the Brewers in the first five because obviously I give the advantage to Corbin Burns over Kyle Hendricks. But... I just think that both of these teams aren't going to score a lot of runs. So I'm just going to go with the first five innings under as the top lean here. Um, these two teams played in spring training. Just one game. It was a 5-3 final in that game. Uh, Milwaukee did score four runs in the bottom of the fifth inning, which was lots of fun. Uh, but in that game, both these pitchers did not do work. Um, Rowdy Tellez hit a home run for the Brewers. Uh, Christian Yelich was just one for three. Uh, Clint Frazier, my dude, he was 0 for three for the Cubs. And really, I'm not sold on this Cubs lineup. I don't like this Cubs lineup. So it's, a, it's not that great this year. Um, you look at their lineup right now. It's... Contreras, Madrigal, Andrelton Simmons is day-to-day. Don't know if he's going to be in the opening day lineup. Ian Happ, Hayward. Seiya Suzuki's the, the, the question mark, right? Because he's a guy that everybody's high on as a rookie, even though he's not a rookie. He's coming from Japan. He's 29 years old. He's basically been a pro forever. Um, you know, Clint Frazier's going to get, hopefully, everyday at-bats for him. Uh, they signed, you know, Jonathan VR is a little bit of a, a depth role. So, curious about this Cubs lineup. Meanwhile, the Brewers lineup, you like it better, but it's not going to really blow you away. Tellez, Colton Wong, Yelich, yeah. Hunter Renfro, he can certainly hit the ball out of the ballpark. I think that was a good addition. McCutcheon, another year older. Willie Adamas, nice player. 
So, I don't know. I got to wait and see. With this, uh, uh, the Brewers lineup doesn't do anything for me, and uh, I do think that this game under is the lean. I like the full game under, uh, but I will go with the first five as you know, take the bullpens out of the equation here. Even though, what's not to love about the Brewers bullpen and Josh Hader, right? Arguably the best closer in all of Major League Baseball. Guardians Royals. The only lean that I would have here is maybe Cleveland, but I don't like it really. Uh, I'm very excited for Bobby Witt. Dude is an absolute stud. Um, drafted him last year in my fantasy baseball keeper league. Keep him for this year. Uh, this I'm very excited to see what he brings to the table for this team. Uh, but looking at this Royals lineup, outside of Bobby Witt, who's there to love? Um, Bidintendi? Mondesi, waiting on him for, you know, he's a young prospect as well. You still got Sally Perez and Whit Merrifield. But I think this is probably a stay-away spot. I don't have a strong lean on this game. Pirates-Cardinals, I might want to fade both of these pitchers, if we're being honest. I think the Cardinals are the move here. I might find a way to get a piece of the Cardinals. Maybe the Cardinals on uh, on their team total or something. I might find a way to play the Cardinals here. Um, their lineup better than than the Pirates here. Yachty, yes, I know he's up there in age. Uh, Pujols, yes, I know he's up there in age. But you still got Goldschmidt. You still got Nolan Arenado, Tyler O'Neill, Dylan Carlson. Um, so I, I would probably go some. Some way get in on the Cardinals, whether it's their team total, which will probably be four and a half, uh, or maybe the Cardinals in the first five and lay the half a run, just banking on them to have a lead after five innings. That I might want to jump in on some some form of the Cardinals here. Let me just see if I can get a team total right now to see if it's out. Uh, let's see. I got strikeouts. I got first five. Cardinals first five laying a half a run is one twenty five minus one twenty five, which is you know kind of expected. It's not that crazy. Um, as far as the team total, I don't see anything here online yet. But I would assume the game total is eight. They are a minus two hundred favorite. It's probably uh for probably four and a half for them. And guess what? Cardinals team total, four and a half, minus 115. I actually kind of like that. I think, we, think the Cardinals can get five runs here. I don't know if the Pirates are going to help them out, which is why this game might go under, but Cardinals to score five runs? Mm, I'm kind of liking it. Uh, even though you get the home team, you're not guaranteed the ninth inning. But still, this team is good enough that they should be able to uh, hit the ball and score some runs early on. Uh, Mets Nationals, I guess I'll go Mets. I don't know. I, I don't. Tyler McGill. I don't know if I want to back him on opening day. There is a lot of hype around this team. The Nationals do have pieces around Juan Soto. It's just not going to be a good season for them. There's a lot of people that are betting the under on their win total. The Mets lineup should be good, and Buck Showalter should have this team ready. And the Mets probably are the play here. 
I'll think about it once I see the lineup. But if I was to go anywhere with this game right now, it would probably be jumping in on the Mets in some fashion. I might even, maybe a Mets team total, if we're being honest, because it's probably the same thing, four and a half. I think this Mets team could score five runs. They don't score for Jacob DeGrom, but they do score for everybody else. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you, if you, if Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. <laughs> I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.